our long story short is A Pathetic Fallacy by Aidan Matthews. A woman of a certain age and of a most uncertain spirit frets in bittersweet freefall over her two adult children as their mishaps mount. Karen Ardiff shows there's no statute of limitations on a parent's licence to pine. This is A Pathetic Fallacy by Aidan Matthews. What it's called is the pathetic fallacy. I looked it up on Wikipedia and there it was. Eureka, I said it to Shelley, but she's past laughing. That's why the wards up above, closed, open, whatever, are empty in the winter, I said. Not a soul, not a sedative. The bipolars, the headbangers, they blend in beautifully. They pass for the rest of us. Shitty outside, shitty inside, all well with the world. But when the procession starts, snowdrops, crocus, daffodils, bluebells, the good news, the groundswell, they panic. It's sunny, it's spring, the fatties are jogging, the leaving cert grinds are flirting in the gelateria and the sick go apeshit. Jesus, Mary and John of God, it's back to business, the self-harming starts, they're all Padre Pios again. And you can't say, listen love, the nails went in the wrists, not in the palms. But Shelley said, what about the girl on YouTube who lifted the double-decker bus off her baby? Anything can happen because everything has, but the bipolars know, they know, myself is not myself, we do not coincide, I am who amant. So my Basil walks down the middle of the road or he lies there on the tarmac like a crucifix since there's no traffic now, no rat run, no shattered side view mirrors anymore. Only middle-aged dads with man buns and IVF twins on bikes, no trikes, no stabilizers going around and the children looking back frowning under their helmets. Or the woman from sheltered housing who carries a cane for the blind and swings it round like a fishing rod to avoid infection. Though she was the one who complained on the neighbourhood app, re the strange sallow-looking man at the Lewis, and he turned out to be a consultant urologist from the matter. Then she got a tart little text from the gay guy in the house he extended to the back wall, litigation ongoing, all about leaping to this and leaping to that. But he made his money as an ophthalmologist in Singapore, was it, or in Hong Kong, God help us, by snipping the transverse pleat on his patient's eyelids so they'd look less slitty and oriental. Kettle calling pot. It's pathetic. No, Basil's right. Everyone's jittery. Everyone's imitating themselves, like the doctor said. If you can imitate normality, you're normal enough. You can tell from the jollity, the up one octave voice, the panto wave from the garden gate, the panto wave ditto from the front porch. Even the birds are zigzagging their way to the feeder. Look left, look right. Beware, be watchful, wait. Crisis before me, crisis behind me, crisis above me, crisis below me. Shelley was being spiteful. She knows I love that hymn. But they are spooked, the finches' little hearts hammering like the fetal beat on a scan. The same for all of us, a billion heartbeats, mammals anyway. The rhino, the otter, the port boys, the bonobo monkeys that keep having sex because of anxiety. That's how I knew when Basil was at it back in the day when he hung the miraculous metal on the light switch and forgot to put it on in the morning. And I thought he's a man. He's short, he hasn't had his growth spurt, but he's a man. Now he'll bring home some Mount Anvil brat and they'll canoodle through their train tracks. At least in my time you could take them out before you put your tongue in. Then you see how people with problems cope, real people with real problems, real time, real world. Shelley, stuck in the wrong end of Seamus Heaney Heights with a backyard that she calls a garden facing north. Not that she cares when the second egg won't take and it's here we go again, snap of the rubber gloves. Sign here, sweetheart, but we won't choose the ones you harvested in Birmingham. We'll try the Belfast cash. 
and they'll be six years old when they squeeze their way into the world but at least their grannies will get to see them to smell them the nape of the neck this will be over then all of this will be over please God or inshallah as Basil says inshallah shall I is his new mantra because half the nurses in the closed ward are Iraqi admittedly two of them come from Limerick but the others will tell you what they've seen the flies over the dumper truck and it's enough to make you mad but they're the ones with the medicine trolley. They're the ones saying, Basil, you have to wash, because he stinks like a fridge in a power cut. I was so tired of zigzagging that I went for a walk in the school grounds. The main gate's locked because of the condom they found at the Statue of Mary, but the wooden side one still opens if you push it to the left and then up at the same time, there's a knack to it. They have the pond covered like a swimming pool because of the crash in the porter cabin and the sunken garden behind the astroturf is now dedicated to nature, so it's full of dandelions and weeds. I was just sitting there on the old tram stones in the oval watching a baby squirrel play statues and then scamper, stop, play statues, scamper again. Then this huge bird, a rook, a raven bigger than a crow, jaws like a secateur's goose steps over to the squirrel and skewers him straight in the chest. The squirrel bats back but his paws are shorter than the beak so he gets skewered again and I clap my hands and I howl, I howl like an animal. When it started to drizzle I put on my mustard crochet slouch hat even though I was wearing a cerise blouse and pink espadrilles. No one would be looking at a well-preserved woman. Even Shelley hadn't mentioned my roots. She was long past that too. Only the woman in the house that used to be 38 until she went and called it Montserrat because it had a bay window noticed and said aren't we an awful fright the big Botox bitch that she is. And that thing she has growing down the side passage is no more Japanese maple. I took a picture on my phone and looked up Wikipedia and it's pure cannabis. Of course, she's old enough to have it on a script for rheumatism. Still, she was quicker in her trotters the time I slept it out one Saturday and my Irish Times was missing when I went to sanitise it on the boot scraper. But what was Basil doing as the drizzle turned to rain and the rain lashed? No more wandering round the parish with a scythe he stole from a petting farm in Kerry where they charged an entrance fee to the actual dolmen, even though a right-of-way through the boreen with the Mombrisha takes you there free gratis and for nothing. Of course, he doesn't mind the wet, so long as it's bright and the streets are empty and he can skateboard along the canal. Says he's waterproof. Even the Deliveroo man, Brazilian of course, all obrigada, said to him he should take shelter. But Basil told him he was an expat living in the outback in Australia with the Aborigines and he missed a good soaking in the first official language, the sound of the squelch in his desert boots and the odour of drenched wool at a two-bar fire in the bedsit with a rising damp. He might well be at it still somewhere in six or four. Bring out your dead, bring out your dead, bring out your dying for that matter. Anyone over 65 is not for resuscitation. But the one that got the guards involved was bring out your victims and we'll clear the country. Then they took the scythe off him blunt as a butter knife and all rusted. Shelley rang me on the two gals app, roaring laughing when I got home. The neighbour opposite with the twins, but naturally, and another bump beginning, had organised an Irish barbecue for the 17 tots in Seamus Heaney Way and Seamus Heaney Weir, with balloons on every bollard on Seamus Heaney Green. Easy for them, whose crazy paved backyards with the raised beds and the brazier face the sweet south. If you face south, you can face anything. You can face the North Atlantic. My mantra would be Mediterranean, at least the post-Christian parts, not the Arab ones, all burkas and bottom pinchers. What's an Irish barbecue? I said because I was sudden and I was wondering if the squirrel had hemorrhaged halfway up to its broadleaf bedroom. An Irish barbecue, she explains, is when you serve the pit of bread and hummus outside and scurry in again with your pashminas over your blow dry for your bacon and egg clonakilty burgers. And after the sorbet and the rainstorm, you take a straw poll on whether to eat the Ottolenghi pavlova on the deck or in the sunroom. When I was her age, it was out the back or in the glass house. But she wouldn't serve food like that at a preschool party, I said. She might serve vegetable smoothies, but you can still buy chicken nuggets. You can still buy Neapolitan ice cream. Sure, what would I know about children, she said. My body can't stand them. And there was that statement silence of hers, a silence on speakers. It always ends in tears. I was thinking, I said, that the Regency card table could go. The Regency card table would cover another try. You love your Regency card table, she said. I only ever kept sanitary towels in it, I said, and a pack of pontoon. 
It had stopped raining, of course it would rain again once you put the washing out, but in between the sandstone flags would steam and the mica schist in the yard wall would glitter a bit. Even the wheelie bins would gleam and the snails come out as slow as the continental drift their eyes on stalks at the neon dazzle. Do you miss the marquetry vitrine? she said. No, I said. The marquetry vitrine meant that he saw a consultant instead of a registrar. You could dart upstairs and put a dab of Factor 50 on the bridge of your nose, but by the time you pull the wicker chair to the sun trap where the Wendy house had been, the world would be smiling through its tears again like a Chekhov heroine. All the neighbours I liked, all the neighbours I hated, all the neighbours I needed would be out in their little allotments looking up at the blue beyond, not knowing, not having a clue. A toasting fork in their hand, the first drops spitting in the charcoal like the fizzy strike of matches. A brolly is a sunshade in a bad mood, Basil says. A sunshade is a brolly with dementia. He's full of online fortune cookies. How is he at the minute, Shelley said. I suppose she felt she had to. Happy as Larry, I said. He and the world are a perfect match. He's avid for Covid. It's pathetic the mind boggles, she said. She was thinking of the Regency card table. No, I said, the mind googles. And it's a mystery. How did I manage all my life without Wikipedia? That was Karen Ardiff in A Pathetic Fallacy by Aidan Matthews. The producer was Kevin Reynolds.